0: This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 46. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Brett Hurst.
1: And I'm Kelly Hurst.
0: And we are both marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this Marriage to the Max podcast is designed, uh, as always, to help you take your marriage to the next level. And in today's episode, we're extremely honored to have our very good friend in the studio, Tricia Taylor. Uh, She is a... Multi-talented individual, a counselor, an author, a consultant, a speaker. Uh, do you play guitar? I don't play guitar. <laughs> She's based once again in the Houston area. We're so glad to have uh, Craig and Trisha back here in Houston, and uh, you guys have been married uh,
2: twenty-eight years this month.
0: Twenty-eight Woo! years. So you're uh, you're ahead of us. <laughs> and they have two young adult children. Uh, so like us, you're uh-huh. also empty nesters, and we. Yes commiserate on
1: uh <laughs> you mean celebrate celebrate yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> and uh anyway we're going to pick our brain today about the topic of anger so welcome trisha thank you uh so i kind of want to get right into uh, some of these um questions that we've been kicking around and this is this is going to be very helpful for us because uh as as you would expect anger comes up all the time when you're working with couples how common would you say the issue is uh, let's say in your practice when you're when you're working in your practice how often does that
2: Surface. It's universal. Mm -hmm. Being angry is part of being human. So everyone is dealing with anger on some level. Right. So, yes, I would say 100%. Right. (laughs) Not only the people who are sitting across from me, but, you know, going on in my own life too, all the time.
0: And people get the wrong idea, I think, sometimes about anger. Don't you think that they think that uh, there's, there's some people that are under the impression that anger is always a bad thing? What would would you say yeah
2: that's one of my favorite misconceptions to address because mm-hmm. i I really um, don't agree with that right, and so while I can talk all day about all the ways anger can get us into trouble right at its core, I believe that anger is a god given adaptive response to something being wrong mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. world in a relationship, and so My belief is that um, anger, well felt and well expressed, is really useful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we get angry, we get stupid. Our (laughs) brains do not work as well, Mm -hmm. and we make really bad choices. And that's where we get um, to the place where... um, In the Proverbs, it says that a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's the anger that is the sin. Mm -hmm. It is that when we get angry, and especially when we allow ourselves to be Mm hot-tempered, we don't think well and we don't act according to our values, and then we get in trouble. Mm -hmm. But the anger itself can be really helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. So it can even be a gift. It's What gets you in trouble is the... Lack of self-control and the, the the inability to manage anger well.
2: Yeah, I, I really think this is important for people to get. I think of anger as functioning like a smoke alarm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's triggered, it goes off mm-hmm. when there's something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... Um, You know, when it's functioning well, Mm -hmm. it tells us something is wrong in a relationship, Uh, maybe boundaries are being violated, maybe we're getting into some unhealthy behavior or someone else is. Mm It can tell us that there's injustice that's happening, Mm -hmm. and, you know, anger, even for God, is the natural reaction to Mm -hmm. injustice. Mm -hmm. And so on that level, it's so helpful. The problem is that, you know, we used to live in a house that has smoke alarm that went off every time Mm -hmm. you made cinnamon toast, (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of our anger is calibrated like that smoke alarm was, and it goes off not because there's genuinely something wrong that needs to be paid attention to, mm-hmm. but because of my immaturity, because I want the world to act like I want it to, right. um, because I think I'm the center of the universe and people should agree with me and do what I want them to do, right. um, or it goes off because there's been a misunderstanding between us, mm-hmm. and I'm maybe negatively... Um, interpreting what you're doing mm-hmm. when I don't have to. Um, so the the thing is that if we start with the idea that anger can be really healthy and mm-hmm. tell us to pay attention, mm-hmm. and then we go pay attention and we find out that actually it was triggered by something related to our immaturity, uh-huh. then we can address that.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask you, is because uh, we've heard it said before that anger is a you know you could say a superficial emotion or a surface emotion and that there's usually something underneath the anger that the anger is what shows up but it's usually something like hurt or fear or some kind of frustration or anxiety is that always the case is anger always kind of a secondary thing
2: that's a good question. I think anger is definitely related to fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think hurt is related mm-hmm. to fear. Mm-hmm. Probably most of the time, the primary um, the primary emotion is some kind of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, anger in the brain looks a lot like fear. Okay. Um, it's hard to distinguish. In both cases, I think the assumption is that... Um, we're feeling threatened mm-hmm. in some way. Something is threatened. Mm-hmm. Now, what is threatened could just be um, that I want to get my way and it looks like I'm not going to get my way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my selfishness is being threatened. Okay. But sometimes what's being threatened is maybe my sense of justice mm. and right. something is happening that is deeply unfair mm-hmm. to me or to someone else. And in that case, I'm still managing a threat, but it's a different kind of threat. Mm. But yeah, you know, I I think that if we see anger this way, the question then is not what am I angry about, Mm -hmm. but what is my anger trying to tell me? Mm. If I can go to, (laughs) essentially, go to the anger and say, what are you trying to tell me?
0: Talk to me. Yeah, Yeah. talk
2: to me. I'm listening. Uh It may tell me I'm afraid Mm -hmm. or I'm hurt. And that that's what I need to deal with, or that I'm perceiving a threat in a relationship um, that I need to listen to and pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Um, I try not to focus so much on the anger. That would be like, you know, if a smoke alarm was going off, spending all our time trying to make the smoke alarm go off instead of dealing with... You know the fire to, in the uh, yeah. middle of the living room. You
0: don't want to be obsessed with smoke alarms or engine <laughs> exactly. lights. We want yes. to get to the root of the uh-huh. issue. Yeah.
2: But yes, absolutely, to look for those things that are underneath um, the the anger, the fear, the immaturity, um, whatever that is.
0: Okay. So good. I think we've established that uh, you know pretty good foundation in this conversation already. That anger just is. I mean, it's it, anger does not equal sin, but it can. Very easily lead to very sin, sinful and hurtful i mean it's, it's
2: well a, yeah, you know the apostle Paul says you know it's a way to give the fo- a foothold to the devil right mm-hmm. I mean that's pretty yeah, strong yeah, pretty, pretty language. significant uh, yeah.
0: so let me go back to it can be a good thing, it can be a, a thing that can lead to some good processing and, and self examination and and even um, good communication between a married couple. Mm-hmm. So what about those situations where people have conditioned themselves to not experience anger or at least demonstrate that they're experiencing anger? Maybe in their family of origin, they weren't even allowed to be angry in their family. What?
2: Yeah, and and that is as dangerous as living in a house without a smoke alarm. It's a time bomb. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. And And the two groups that I think – um, can really struggle with that? Are women, especially southern women mm-hmm. who are, in, you know, conditioned not to be, Angry to
0: have a certain decorum uh-huh. and don't get <laughs> angry. Yes, okay. exactly. And you're always
2: nice. And you're always and nice. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. We want to be nice. Yeah. And <laughs> then also, um, Christians mm-hmm. are yeah. often conditioned to think that being angry is a bad thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you're a Southern Christian woman, you're <laughs> really, really <doomed. laughs> you're in trouble, like you and I are. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. And so. You know we don't want to send people to the other extreme, right? where they're just ticked off all the time. Right. But learning to experience anger in a healthy
1: way is part of being a grown-up. Mm-hmm.
2: And we all need to take that on as part of our discipleship. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Brett and I we talk about that a lot because growing up, he had a big family, kind of a more raucous family in terms of lots of siblings and lots of loudness and
0: we weren't out of control. there were just yeah, a just, lot of us. You know? and, but
1: they had I think they had a healthy Understanding of anger, and no one was terribly threatened when someone got angry. I was raised in a house where you really were not allowed to show a lot of negative emotion. So if you were mad about something, you you go be in your room and be mad Mm -hmm. about it, you know, by yourself. So when we got married, that tolerance level was we had to figure out what was okay and what wasn't. Do you have couples that go through that?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I grew up in the family where you know we didn't. We were nice mm-hmm. and kind of introverted and quiet, and we didn't express a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. And I married someone from a <laughs> from a family like that. But somewhere along the line, I somehow got the idea that it was okay for me to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I could get really dramatic with my anger, and Craig was more likely to hold it in. Uh-huh. And um, we'd been married about about five years when he said when he was really learning. To show me when he was angry, mm-hmm. and then I discovered I didn't like that very much, <laughs> right. and I Wait had to minute. build up my tolerance to, right. you know, that it was okay for him to be mad, and mm-hmm. it was even okay for him to be mad at me, yeah. and and vice versa. So. Um, and then of course like with everything what I often see in my office is that opposites attract. Mm-hmm. You know, the person who isn't very good at expressing anger very often is attracted to someone who, who is, is right. and often they're on the extreme so you have someone who's seething with quiet resentment mm-hmm. married to someone who's throwing tantrums mm-hmm. and you know the story they bring in is that he has the anger problem say mm-hmm. because he's the one you know, that's blowing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the anger is in the marriage. Right, mm-hmm. right. And both people are keeping that anger in place, mm-hmm. hers and his. In different ways. In different ways. Right. And that's that's the more common story. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Very powerful. So swinging more to the toxic side of being mm-hmm. angry, uh, at what point – I mean, this is kind of a such a vague question, you almost can't answer it – but at what point does – anger become problematic in a marriage.
2: Yeah. I, I think it becomes a problem well, it becomes a legitimate problem when it leads to us being disrespectful mm-hmm. of our partner. Mm-hmm. And that's that's huge. When when we're angry we lose the ability to listen. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's a problem. Mm-hmm. When we do things when we're angry that we that are against our values, and we try to say, well, I'm sorry, but I was just so mad. Mm -hmm. Anytime I'm saying, I'm sorry, but I was just so mad, my anger has gotten me into trouble.
0: It's funny how we feel like that gives us a free pass.
2: Exactly. And what's funny is we don't give that pass to our kids. Yeah, that's true. We don't say, oh, well, you hit your brother because you were mad, so don't worry about it. Right. But we give that pass to ourselves, especially in our relationships with our partners.
0: Pretty ironic we become more childish than...
2: Exactly. (laughs) And we give ourselves an out we would never give our children. Mm -hmm. And I think it becomes a problem, not that we're angry, but what's happening when we're angry. Mm. Okay. To be honest, I'm not sure most of us have the courage to tell ourselves the truth about what's happening Mm -hmm. when we're angry. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to say, I was mad, so it didn't count. Mm -hmm. And that's not okay. We Mm -hmm. have to, part of our discipleship Mm -hmm. is learning to tell the truth Mm -hmm. about, I was mad, and this was the result. This is how I acted, and I want to know what the impact was on my partner. Mm -hmm. Because if
0: we're not authentic, then we're being dishonest, and that's That's wrong behavior.
2: Yeah, yeah. And is at least as problematic as the anger itself. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: You're listening to Marriage to the Max. to the Max, and we're continuing our discussion with Tricia Taylor about the role that anger plays in the marriage relationship. So I think we've covered that anger isn't always unhealthy. We, we established that. Um, what are some other things that we can learn from anger that maybe we haven't talked about?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, anger tells us that something needs attention. Mm-hmm. I, I said that a minute ago, but I want to say it a little differently. Because what happens if we don't give it attention? If we are, for example, the person who um, is trying to pretend we're not angry, mm. or if we're the person who's blowing up and then trying to pretend that didn't happen, mm. um, if we don't give it the attention it needs, we find ways to discharge the anger Um, without actually fixing the problem. That's what yelling is. I'm just going to discharge my anger. I'm not doing anything constructive about it. I'm not fixing anything. Uh Mm -hmm. We're not problem solving. Nothing is going to be better when this is over. But I'm just going to discharge my anger by yelling. And, of course, venting and pouting would be in that category, finding sneaky ways to express our anger and then saying, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the reason we have to give it the attention. And when we, when we go and give it the attention, one of the things that – I mean, we ask, as we said, what is it trying to tell me? The next thing we want to ask is, what am I telling myself about what's happening Hmm. that's creating all this anger? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If I can learn to ask that, at least maybe when I calm down a little bit, Mm -hmm. what is the story I'm telling myself? Mm -hmm. Because it's the story I'm telling myself about what my partner is doing that is creating the anger that I feel, if that makes sense. No, it does.
0: And even just... Like you said, what does it tell us about ourselves? it's you were talking about being sneaky with our anger, you know, and how covert we can and creative we can be in um masking or attempting to disguise our anger and uh and that can even feel good. You know? Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, that's what resentment is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the anger comes, and then if we pay attention to it and we address it and we move to solve the problem, it will go. Mm-hmm. But what happens with resentment is we hold it in our laps and pet it, mm-hmm. and...
0: There's a little euphoria to it mm-hmm. that we don't want to let go of. Some
2: self-righteousness yes. that right. we like, mm-hmm. and that sense that I'm the good person in this relationship. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, right. that gets
1: dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, what do you do? What are some practical tips for when you're working with a couple, and and I maybe both of them are kind of trying to manage anger, or maybe just one of them has mm-hmm. the you know blow up when one of them's kind of more of the seething, and they say to you, you know, we really do want some helpful tips of how to manage it. What 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 do you tell them, even physically, that they can do to kind of work on?
2: Well, yeah, that's the thing. There there are two things you can do now. They're pretty broad, and there are a lot of things under those two categories, mm-hmm. but. We calm the body and we engage the mind. Hmm. Okay. Those are the two things. So the calming the body part is, is huge. Anger is an arousal of the brain mm. designed to manage threat. And so it is almost on the level of instinct. It is mm-hmm. one level up from instinct. Yeah. Okay. And so what that means is that when we're angry, our blood pressure goes up, our heart rate goes up, our digestion shuts down, mm-hmm. we're not thinking well, there's not good blood flow to the parts of the brain that can make good decisions. Mm-hmm. And our breathing changes. Um, the chemicals that get dumped into the bloodstream, like adrenaline and so forth, Mm -hmm. the only thing of all of that we have any control over is our breathing. Mm -hmm. So that's the place that we have to go. Okay. And so... So that stabilizes the the situation out of that fight or flight kind of... And people say, you know, so I take a couple of deep breaths. If you're really angry, a couple is not going to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, it's really important for the person who's angry to be able to stop Mm -hmm. and to... To just take deep, rhythmic breaths, Mm -hmm. in for a count of four, out for a count of four is is my favorite, Mm -hmm. Um, but just to really get physically back down to... A normal state, and mm. that takes some time. Right. What often happens with a couple is that the angry person will try to get some space. They'll say, "I can't have this conversation right, right now," mm-hmm. and the other person will keep pursuing, right. you know, and you know, because I won't be ignored. <laughs> exactly, <you know? laughs> not, I don't want to be ignored, and 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 the spouse doesn't give the angry person the space to calm down, right. yeah. and that's the moment at which a lot of conflict goes from being normal, manageable conflict mm-hmm. to being the Kinds of fights that are marriage destroying. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if both people in the couple, not mm-hmm. just the person right. who's experiencing the anger, but both people can create a way for um, that when we get angry, we can take some time out and breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge. So
1: that's kind of the physical side of it. What do you mean by when you say engage the mind?
2: Yeah, we that that's an important part of it too. We have to be able to think differently in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we were saying, to ask the anger, what are you trying to tell me? If what it's telling me is that I'm really immature in this moment and I'm being a brat, (laughs) I need to be able to think about that differently. Sometimes I need to be able to look at the story I'm telling myself about my spouse.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, Is there a more compassionate way to see what's going on here? You know, Uh is there a different way to view this event you know is it possible that what my spouse just did has More context and more of a reason Mm. than just that you know they were trying to make me mad. Um, Being willing to do that, if we can't if we can't do that, maybe we just need to you know count to ten, say the Pledge of Allegiance. All of those are kinds of things that get our brains going. Mm. Remember, the more angry we get, the less our brains work. The parts of our brains that we really want Mm -hmm. to work Mm -hmm. are getting shut down. We want to engage that. We want to – it may be that turning to – to Bible verses or or mm-hmm. kind of those little slogans that help us mm-hmm. remember who we want to be in mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm. can be really helpful at that point.
1: So the so the person who's kind of the what I'll call the more volatile, angry person, the one who yells, mm-hmm. blames, you know, criticizes, maybe that kind of thing, I can see where the, the physical mm-hmm. tips and the engaging the mind is helpful. What do you say to the spouse, like you described earlier, mm-hmm. who's kind of more of the seething, maybe he's not even in touch with the fact mm-hmm. that they are angry. Exactly. How do you help them kind of learn to manage it? Yeah, often what
2: they'll say is, well, of course I'm angry, but I'm only angry because the other person is right. angry. Yeah. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh-huh. And so just taking responsibility for how mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. is a really good starting place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think recognizing, first of all, it is okay for my spouse to be angry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot of the ones who grew up in the family where there wasn't a lot of anger, mm-hmm. um, they're so uncomfortable with anger, including their own, mm-hmm. that They just want to have the kind of marriage where nobody's ever mad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just not human. Mm -hmm. Okay. So first of all, that person probably needs to build up a tolerance for the idea that a certain amount of anger
1: is normal. Is normal and it's human.
2: Okay. And that person needs to not reward the other person's bad behavior Mm -hmm. when they get angry. And
0: you mean that how?
2: I mean that often, for example, a person will say, Well, and then I just give in. And I'll say, well, why do you give in? Mm. Because he's mad.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so what happens when he's mad and you give in? Well, he yells. Mm. I say, oh, so that really works for him. To yell means well, he gets
0: his way. His, his way, way. <laughs> right? I
2: say, wow, he's got this all figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully we can have a little bit of a light moment right, there. Right. And usually the, the you know tension. the angry spouse will kind of laugh sheepishly. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and they can often see that. Yeah, but but the idea is, you know, I can, I can allow you to be angry and still not reward or give in to mm-hmm. you just because you're angry. Okay. And so um, I can remain calm mm-hmm. um, if, if my spouse is angry. Actually, in my marriage, it's the other way around. <laughs> I can remain calm. <laughs> and I think the other thing that's really important, if you're married to someone who's chronically angry, uh-huh. is to require respect. Mm. Yeah. Um, you cannot require that another person not get mad. That is absolutely unreasonable. But I can require that even if you're angry, you can treat me with respect. And that if you won't treat me with respect, I'm not going to be part of this conversation. Okay. (laughs) Um, that's hard to do, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's an essential skill to learn, but
1: that's ju- what you're what I hear you describing is for the person who's, you know, the volatile, angry person, they have to practice some maturity and that they've got to allow themselves to calm down. They've got to engage their mind. Mm-hmm. And the person who's more the quiet seether, mm-hmm. uh, they've got to practice maturity, too, in recognizing that I don't have to give in to the dance we've always done, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. pattern. I can change mm-hmm. the step too. So mm-hmm. that's really helpful. Yeah. And, of course, sometimes you have two volatile people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> who, yeah.
2: And maybe one is most often the trigger. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they match each other. Mm-hmm. You know, one person starts out with anger, and the second person will match them, or maybe even one notch above. Mm, yeah. okay. And then that person will go one notch above that, and mm-hmm. the next person will go one notch above that. Wow. And somebody's got to figure out how to stop that right. dance. Yeah. And, and that's what off. I'm hearing
0: you say, mm-hmm. you know, over and over mm-hmm. is in this – Marital package of anger that any couple has shares no matter what the circumstances and who's off the charts and who's not and who's upfront about it and who's not, both spouses can bring some good uh, responses to the table that are going to short circuit the out of control spiral and bring um, healthiness to the relationship. That's very good insight, and I think that gives a lot of relief to people that feel ill-equipped they don't even know what to do next as far as uh, putting a lid on this Mm -hmm. so well great thank you for that gosh well I think we will revisit this topic because (laughs) anger doesn't seem to uh, to just go away and uh, and as you pointed out so uh, perfectly it's it can be a real help to making our relationships go deeper well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org, and you can also check out our website at home encouragement or, uh, homeencouragement.org. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with Tricia, we can uh, we can get you to her as well. Your uh, email address is? Um,
2: I would probably be best to give my website, okay. which is
0: trishataylor.org. Trishataylor.org. And uh, also, if you have a topic or question that you'd like us to, to discuss, even with Trish, because we'll have her back. Uh, Send us an an email to the hearse at homeencouragement.org, and we'll do our best to uh, try to get that topic on the air. Well, thanks for listening today, and until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.